Hello, awesome people. Welcome to Revolution. I am your host, Janae Marie Wildheart. And today, let's talk about looking back at my face. You know, it's funny. Um, How funny is that? That not too long ago, um, in 2018, I wrote a book called Looking Back at the Faith, and, you know, this book means a whole bunch to me, and how God has really, really brought this out of me, and, you know, we, we tend to think that there is no God, and that God is just a myth, or He's just sitting on His holy throne judging the whole world. But before we get started, let's praise the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Father God, you are so awesome, and we cannot take the awesomeness away from you. And Father, we love you. We praise you, Father God. And nobody can take the throne of grace or God. And Father, with every person that listens, Pray that they hear the truth and the truth will set them free. Reveal yourself very awesomeness. And we rebuke the, the principalities. We rebuke Satan and his gang of thugs as we go now. That they will not have a threshold on us. And we rebuke every distraction. Everything, every lie that the enemy says. And we rebuke it in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, make yourself here and show out and show in. In Jesus' name. Um, Back to what I was saying before I started praying. I wrote a book called Looking Back at the Faith in 2018. And it was a great book to write. I loved it. And I could not believe God gave me the knowledge, the head knowledge to write this book. And give me the words to say, hey, I want this viewpoint to be wrote on paper and send it out. So... With that said, I want to start with the first chapter of this book called The World and God. And you know what's so funny about that? We have atheists. We have agnostics. We have Jehovah's Witnesses cults. And we even have Islam and Buddha. But the real truth is, all those things... In this world, never get persecuted and never get the feedback like God, like the true faith in Jesus Christ is. It's um, Christians getting killed for their faith, Mortar, martyrs, martyrs, I can't say it right. And we, we tend to put a blind eye to the faith of Jesus Christ. And then we go to the Seventh-day Venice and um, the Church of Latter-day Saints, which they take 
if I had my Bible and added more to it, that would be their Bible. It's 100, it's about 20 pages, not even 20, 100 pages bigger than a regular Bible. And we got cults that even claim to be Christians, but they're not. They say, well, we're living in heaven. Um, if we're living in heaven, where's God? Please show me to my father. And that's why I'm trying to make light of a bad situation. And in the first verse of this book, it says, I looked and there was, um, the waves crashing and everything at the beach. And God in his holy glory. And... Wait, did I say God in this holy glory? Yeah, I did. And there's Big Bang theories. There's these theories that come along with all this. And one of them was, um, um, Darwin's, um, relativity, Owens, I think that is. If you guys have another thing, tell me about it. Evolution. And the Big Bang Theory. Guess what? Case closed. That's all we're going to believe. That we're just... Boom! We were made and there we go. Then... <laughs> what made it funny even more is evolution. And it don't make a lick of sense because they're saying we're made out of apes. Basically. And it's funny that we say that. But really, to be honest... It's said that people believe that honor trash. And I'm going to call it what it is. A spade is spade. Honor trash. Don't win theory of evolution. Honey child, if I'm made out of apes, Dixie's made out of dogs. But that's me being funny. Anyways. It's just Satan taking a blind eye. And blinding the truth from us. Instead of, they have all these theories, but none of them are clashed up. Okay, then we go to the real truth. If you guys ever seen God's Not Dead, I suggest you, you buy the book, buy the movie, get the movie, whatever you need to do, that movie is awesome. And it's about a college student that has a professor that turned away from his faith because he didn't get what he wanted. When people tend to go and we don't want them to go, we blame God. Well, it's not fair that my grandmother had to die, honey. I don't make the rules. God does. When it's her time to go, we let grandma die. Well, like, Grandma go to a resting place. And on a side note, it's me moving my desk, by the way. But we take a blind eye to that and say, well, Grandma's dead. I'm going to hold a grudge against God. We cannot do that to God. That's like God saying, hey, I'm going to keep a grudge against you because you sinned. So I'm going to keep a grudge against you and not forgive you for what i done. Well, you done in front of me.
That's kind of what God's saying, basically. So why are we holding grudges against God when he didn't do anything wrong but taking that home? That woman might have been on her left leg and ready to go home. You don't know the circumstances. And neither do we. Another thing that was, and the teacher had the students say, God is dead. All the students wrote that, and you know what? This one boy stood up and said, I'm not right now, because I'm a sold-out Christian. I'm not that innocent to say God is dead when he ain't. So the teacher challenges this boy and challenges, challenged the theories and all this and find out God is not dead. And the teacher got saved and died. And I'm not going to give away the story, but it goes to persecution from being put out by family and being a mortar for Christ. So, with that said, I want to bring back something, too. You know, we tend to think God is dumb, and he ain't. And, you know, it's sad that as real Christians, we should take a stand on what's right and what's wrong with the world. And instead of joining Excuse me. Instead of joining the uh, festivities of saying God is dead and he ain't alive. You know, that's really real. Um, I'm, I'm reading the notes that I have around here on my laptop. So bear down with me again. Like I always said, the next chapter of it, I will talk about right now is where is God and we're dealing with that right now you know when I was a little girl my dad took me to church I was in church all my life not half all my life and you know it didn't faze me none to know that there was God watching my back and when I saw my dad in my life, it was like, Dad, I'm happy to see you. And, you know, now it's like, where is our dad? Some of us don't have dad. Some of the dads walked out on him. My dad was still around. And I talked to my dad today, praise the Lord. You know what was so happy about that? I wasn't asking that. Where was you through my childhood? He was around. But we ask a question now. Where is God through this? Where is God when 9-11 hit? Yeah, he was right there. You know why he was right there? To help us to remember that he is still God. And that he still is in charge. I heard pastor say it best. And I think it's true what he said. He said, you know, 
Sometimes we need that wake-up call. I hear a lot of churches say, I say it myself a lot. We need that wake-up call, and 9-11 was one of them. Everybody went to church when it happened, and then when it was over, we went right back to where what we were doing, sinning and doing nothing. And now look at us. We got a virus going around, and we we just play it like it's a game. Like, we're going to put God on the shelf, and when everything goes harmonious, we take him down, praise God, and ask for everything under the sun to go back to where that things will go back to normal. Guess what? The unnormal and normal ain't no more. It's either you're for God or you're against Him. You're either going to play church and play the games, or you're going to be real and become sold out and all that good stuff. Sold out means put the baby games away. And start being real with Christ. That's what that means. Take it and live with it. We, we as sold out Christians... Get this bad taste in our mouth. Like, everybody wants to play games. And when the real Christian comes, everybody takes us like we're idiots. Like, every Christian is like that. No, we don't play games. Games is what we do with um, an amusement part. This is real. And God is right there with us. Even now, he's with us. And we played the blame game on God. Saying, you made my mom sick. You made this person sick. No, God didn't do it. But you know what? Out of the bad, there is reality to this. There is reality. You notice, when we didn't have this virus, we were doing our own thing and forgetting about peeps. People, look at it now. We're sitting at home, fellowship with one another, being kind to one another, helping each other out, being unified. All this good stuff that I've been praying for and other people with me. So, yeah, God is with us. And I'm going to turn to the next page of this book. And if you guys want a piece of this, here it comes. The true Jesus freaks of the world. I love this part. Because this is one that gets my heart more than anything in my life. Not too long ago, I read The Voice of the Mortars. And they wrote a book called Jesus Freak. I read that book and I cried. And in the back of the book, I signed my name. I was selling, not, I was giving my whole entire life in with it to God. I wasn't going to live a carnal Christian life. I wasn't going to be, um, just Jesus freak Janae. I was going to live it and breathe it and be it. And you know what's so sad? People claim it, but they don't live it.
And you know what's so sad? People in other countries are going through hell to be a Christian. Let me say that again. Other people in the countries are getting their ruin handed to them or killed or kicked out of their home just for being a Christian. They die for their faith. They go out in fields. They did documentaries of kids in their teens going to VNM and experience a Jesus freak life. A true Jesus freak life. It wasn't play games and sitting there not being part of not being real. It was them being real with a gun to their head and facing death every single day like God tells us to. So yes, we are spoiled brats as Christians. We act like we own the first thing of church. We own the church. We own the preacher. We own everything. But God doesn't. We act like spoiled little runt runs, meaning dogs. And if one person does something wrong, we know about it. We don't ask to, we don't ask that person, how can I pray for you? We, uh, we throw the rug and books at them. And that's not how we should act. It says, come to me all who are weary and heavy burden, and I will give you rest. And that's what it should take up our, take up our cross daily and follow him. And that's the way it should be. And that part of the book is my favorite. I think it was the most beautiful part of this book. This next part I love. And I was going to save it for you, but we're going to read the whole book. The view of the cross, you know. The view of the cross is my standpoint. Looking at it. And seeing what it stands for means more to me than money does. Yeah, it was nice to say I want a new laptop, but you know what really counts? I have women sitting at my mom's in here. And you know what? If I don't get one, so what? But you know what means more to me is my salvation. And knowing that a man came from the heavenly realm, holy throne of God, to die for me so I could have eternal life with him in glory. That means more to me than anything in my life. To know that my father came from the heavenly host as a man, and took everything known man from birth to death to life. He took it all for us. So we don't have to face hell. And that's the next chapter. You know what is so sad? People rather see hell than see heaven. It is so, so sad to know that 
People will rather see the fire flames of hell than see heaven. Serve to gods. Have the knowledge of the Bible. Walk around like this world it owes them everything. And you know what's so sad? Knowing that heaven's just a beautiful place. And you don't have to worry about nothing. But hell, fire and brimstone, and gnashing and gashing the teeth, and yelling. I don't know how anybody wants to see hell. I wouldn't. You know what? I'm, I'm fine being a Christian, and I'm fine loving it. And now the real story, the girl that wrote the book, with God's help. I want to tell you something. Being called Wild Heart is the name I want to go by. But more importantly, I want to go by Sold Out Christian. Wild Heart was given me by my dad, by the Heavenly Realm. And I take great pride in that name. Um, it stands for I'm Wild About Christ. And he did wilds in my heart forever. Even when I get to heaven. And I tell you, this road has not been easy, but it never is. People say it gets easier and time go by. No, it do not. This road gets harder and harder the more you get older. And, you know, with God and people praying for me and being angels... God has been awesome to me. And I want to close this. I want to close this. With this. If you're not a Christian. I suggest you see. The, the face of God closely. Walk in the woods. Take a walk. And tell God reveal himself. I, I believe he will. I don't have no doubts about it. But I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you all. Father God, I pray that people will come to know you as Savior. I pray whatever I say will be of you, which I know it is. I believe with it wholeheartedly it is. But I pray that my testimony will be a encouragement for them to get their life straight and come to know you as Savior. I pray for this world in its ways. I pray for the people overseas that they find a cure for this mess. And I pray that you come for us, keep us safe, and your righteous right hand. In Jesus' name. I hope you guys have a good, great night. Enjoy the night with family and friends. And give praise to God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Well, this is Janae Wildheart signing off, and this is G Revolution, and we say goodnight. Have a revolution day and a God bless week. Love you guys. Peace.